Good morning, Saturday, July 9th, 2022, and I'm Robert Edward Booth. That's three sixes like Ronald Milton Reagan, Robert Edward Booth. The crazy part, or the astounding part, is that I had what you call a past life regression experience. I had things come to the surface in my life indicating reincarnation was more than potential. I had a reincarnation psychic, if you would, somebody who who excelled in the area of reincarnation psychic work. She was tested by the United States government according to her own testimony that she made them test her and that she was certified psychic. And she asked me if I wanted to do a reading. She said yes. And she told me I was a priest and I was a king somewhere 2,000 years ago. And today I'm Robert Edward Booth. That's three sixes, which is the devil, according to the conventional Christianity, which in a paradigm, you know what that means, a conventional Christianity. This is the modern version the conventional Christianity, the Roman Christianity, nothing really having to do with early Christianity. This is completely devised by the Romans, a church system in reference to Christianity that they were able to key off of and before they did book burning and burning of heretics, which describes people who bring things to the table that are not going to work with the church system they're developing. If you bring things that contend with the church to the table for people to see and contend, then you can die for heresy against the Catholic Church. That ain't early Christianity. That's what they derived and put into a church system before they burnt books and human beings who brought things that contended the said the said church of christ it is not as the roman christianity is conventional christianity conventional christianity is not christianity i'm a gnostic minister i know the gnostics and the cathars and other gnostic groups that believed in knowledge and sharing that with you that would contend with the catholic church all got killed and you say Oh, that's because the divine wasn't with them. The Holy Spirit wasn't with them. That's why they're dead. Then what are you saying? That Jesus died on the cross? Where did he go other than eventually dying off the planet? Oh, he ascended to heaven. So in other words, he passed. Are you trying to suggest that he passed the atmospheric protective that the earth has, the, the layers of atmospheric prote- protection. He he waltzed out of that and went somewhere. Unless an alien ship came and put him in something that he can breathe and took him, he died somewhere on this planet. I'll give you that that's possible. I believe in that Area 51 and Roswell and stuff. I believe there's aliens out there. That's contendable. Nobody's got some tangible. We've got them. They claimed there was three ships actually taken and reverse engineering was done on in, in, in Russia, but people claim things. I haven't seen it, no. But I've seen things that I believe were alien, you know, ships and, and 
manifestations in the realm of spirit, like this astral religions where they had astral warfare. In reference, I did uh, a complete report of the Heruku spirits of the South American tribes, which in recent years, the Heruku spirits of South American tribes were served and utilized in ritual and service to the Heruku spirits that helped the tribe that were serving them. And what they wanted was souls of the people that were going to be killed by the other South American tribe in combat. The Heruku spirits would bring them down in some voodoo-like manner. The reason I say that's voodoo equals, in definition, use of spirits. Voodoo, in some definition I can find for you, is the use of spirits. So these Heruku spirits, this astral world, this realm, this father's realm, if you refer to Jesus' father's realm, and I'll mind you, mind you this, that the Gnostics, that they have evidence that Jesus may well have been highly affiliated with the Gnostic groups and Gnostic teachings of Jesus completely burnt and books found and put in this Nag Mahami library. Gnostic teachings. So you can't very well say that because someone is killed, they did not agree with the divine and Holy Spirit. Everything that is bad ain't always bad. There's always a blessing in that curse. It seems cursed to have died, but but in that curse, what's the blessing? The Cathars, the Gnostics, have been killed. So have the heretics, which people have evidence and willing to testify it and profess it that that many of the heretics that were burned at stake were some of the original people in communities that Jesus actually went into. I I find that very difficult to believe when I look at testimony and I compare my notes, you'll find in my my ministry that that I check things and I, I try to be Gnostic in principle for the depth of knowledge. I find it hard to have found anybody that was in a community with Christ ever being burned at stake since the book burning and people burnings weren't ordered until 325 A.D. Uh, A.D. is after death, after the death of Christ, 325, that's 325 years later. Nobody was burned at stake that was in a community with Jesus Christ. Now, as far as families of, descendants of, that might be where they're getting at. That many of the descendants of were bringing forth gnosis and knowledge that the church didn't agree with. That's possible as far as the reason for that that proclamation being made. But just because you seek the depth of knowledge involved as far as the real effort to find any truth which is odd because there's always a way to pick something apart there's no absolute truth according to philosophy if you want to pick that apart you can pick that apart but there's a place that we have to find what works and what we can basically agree on and practice every day is the definition of religion religion is something that you practice on a daily basis. 
to have a new world order, to take what is failing as far as society, as far as humanity that is failing, and to give an order of affair that people can tend to on a daily basis in an organized methodology, a new world order that can be placed across all nations and have any hope for humanity not to destroy the planet we live on, not to mention what we're doing to each other, is in the hands of Robert Edward Booth. That's, that sounds impossible. That's unbelievable. That It can't be you. Oh, well, I had a past life regression experience that the lady said who had said she was psychic tested and excelled in the area of reincarnation. She said I was a priest and a king somewhere in the Middle East 2,000 years ago. I don't know what she bases that on. She kind of closed her eyes or like a semi-trance and she stood up or whatever and said, you know, this is what you were. And I says, and a prophet. And she said, likely. Whatever she received was able to answer likely. I had an experience where a master school teacher came to me and said, I saw Jesus Christ when I saw you coming down the hall. She said, you're the Messiah, you're him returned. And I said, well, I didn't at that point. I was 19 and that leaf was just turning over and that past life regression was starting to occur, which is when things affect your life due to a past life you've had it. And that's what I really suffer from as far as a disability. I'm able to bring this message to you today based on a disabled mind. I didn't like it. I didn't agree with it. That doesn't equal the equivalent of a disabled mind. My mind is 143 IQ Einstein, Albert Einstein, renowned for his intelligence, was estimated to be 135 IQ. I've already tested 141, 143, and one time I smoked a fat joint, marijuana, and, and scored 129, and they claim that does your intellectual quotum, your IQ, and get down to 129, which... More so, I've tested the other, out of three, I've tested 141 and 143. My name is Robert Edward Booth. I did have a past life regression issue when I was 19. They disabled me based on my mentality that, that I was bipolar, schizophrenic type two, everything that their books could put on past life regression which wouldn't necessarily be so. It would be a false science in the likeness of the term false dichotomy that that's the only way this ends up. That's the only way that that industry was able to scrape like a, a rake getting money, money into their bank accounts from what time that you had spent in that hospital, which was a mandatory TDK order because I said something that seemed able to hospitalize me and gain control. There was people in my life that felt like my party hardy attitude was dangerous and you know it wouldn't I wasn't going for the money and the bucks and the lawyer and I wasn't going to be the doctor and all that I was construction work drank beer hardy on Friday night and wound up way lay drunk by Monday I mean I was under the Christian doctrine that no matter what you do you'll be forgiven in his name and believing on him no matter what you do you'll be forgiven other than blaspheme the Holy Ghost, sometimes they would tell that. But but everything you do is going to be forgiven because you believe in Jesus. 
well, whenever you tell somebody a group, and this is the important part of this thing in addition to others, uh, you can't tell humanity, society, that they're forgiven for everything in that sense by believing on Jesus and here's the marital system that you're under because the girls are forgiven for wearing low-cut blouse and, and uh, what do you call those mini skirts that show their little panty liner things up under and they get to go around like a like you know opening doors for themselves that their choices and their Friday night will be I'll get three or four you know to get three or four offers can you go out this Friday you know and then some will put out wanting to be known for putting out and different things and it'll all be forgiven and, and half of them uh, intellectual enough that they don't like society completely and when they can escape on booze alcohol pills or whatever they like to do it so the fellas you'll find some of them intellectuals and they too don't agree with society too well and they like to escape so when they can escape together and get high on drugs or whatever that's what they do so I got into that scene doing construction, my intellect being high, yes, to escape from society and just find a little cove somewhere, a place that we could cut out and go drink beer together and, you know, cackle across the table at each other and stuff. That was a lot more becoming to me and a lot of the chicks than, than it was, you know, and a lot of my friends and stuff, than it was to be in the mainstay social thing. What, go down to the carnival and what, $13 to ride that ride? Two four dollars, two four dollars for a ball of, of of cotton candy, you know. If you want a hot dog, three twenty five. You know, I don't. I mean, I make this amount of money, and by the time I bought gas and things for the car, and by the time we had those few beers, we was gonna want anyway. We went to the carnival. You know, I mean, you don't want to go to the carnival. Well, you do. Walk back and forth once in a while. You know, you might want to go to a carnival event. But as far as what the social groups were doing, you know. The mainstay of society, the carnival's in town, you know what I'm saying? Everybody goes down, and instead of buying a $50 bag of pop, back then it was like 30 But, you know, back, let's look at the economy, how it changes prices and income. You know, now you make $20 an hour to work at, at McDonald's. But you know what I'm saying, when I, if there's an exaggeration there. But, you know, they go to the concert and they get a $40 ticket to see a rock show and then they buy a $26 t-shirt and then if you need a soda at the concessions, $2, $3, $4, box of popcorn, you know, two, three, four. I don't really have that, so once in a while I would do that, but mostly I would get beer and a bag of pot and, and if there was some pills or something like that that would get everybody, you know, high and we could sit around and have a good time cackling and laughing that's what we so by then i needed to be controlled well the offering for controls had to do with this industry which in karl marx's theory which you can put hypothesis etc findings from karl marx who came up with communism and marxism and developing governmental systems for for europe in europe Karl Marx said whenever the females lose their values in society, everything degrades. Everything degrades. Your relationships aren't as valued. Your church services aren't as, as, as accurate and valued. Your, your goods that you buy are, are you know, false promises and halfway work, etc. Your services and products. All, everything degrades. You know, people taking care of their property. I'm lucky to get through my day making what few things I have actually function, getting through warranties and 
return issues and things. Whatever products and services all degraded because the females lose their values. But listen up. Rome stepped in on Christianity that used to be different. That part's established. Early Christianity versus book burnings and heretics being burned. That part's established. Now you have a Roman church system. That's not Christianity. That's Roman Christianity who's got it diverted to service to them. And they are now God's servants who's given that to you instead of the Hebrew people that they got it from while they were killing them mind you during the battle of Masada and the Jewish revolution that's when they began the book creation of the canonized bible you know in the church system that happened around 65 AD that's when they started developing this system this book and stuff so now you have the 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 system to the ground that they made. You have ministries, look, and and the realm of spirit, don't forget about the use of spirits in voodoo. Look up Jehovah Adonai, look up Gabriel, look up Raphael, and look up voodoo magic spells. Voodoo magic spells include Jehovah Adonai, Raphael, Gabriel. Gabriel and, and Jehovah Adonai run two uh, headed off two of the world's largest religions. Gabriel spoke to Muhammad, peace be upon him. Gabriel spoke to Muhammad and Jehovah Adonai led and spoke through his prophets to the uh, Jew, Jewish people and the, you know, Judaism and stuff under Jehovah Adonai before Jesus came and whatever went on, we won't get into the depth. So now the use of those spirits can be done. You have people saying Jehovah Adonai is evil. Jesus said an evil demiurge created all the profound world. Well, that agrees with Gnostics that the evil demiurge created it and Sophia produced this evil demiurge. That leaves him not God. That leaves justified Jehovah is evil. Jehovah Adonai is evil. He says he's God. He told them people he's God. He led them people he was God. And voodoo gets used out from under Jehovah Adonai. Now, don't let me scare you. I'm not about that. Voodoo isn't always evil. Most of the time, money and love is coming forth from a lot of voodoo. Just money and love and your life. What's evil about that? Well, there's always a point to bicker from. But, but voodoo isn't always evil. Just put it there to be practical without picking everything apart, without that law of absolutes that there's no absolutes. You can pick anything apart. But you've got this use of spirits in this Roman Catholic Church coming through an accusation that not only agrees with Jesus Christ that an evil demiurge created all the profound world made by Sophia. Look up what the Gnostics believe and you'll find out. Sophia created Jove Adonai without her male partner. Behind the Pleroma, they all had a male partner. Sophia decided she would bring forth a child and not have her male partner involved. Jove Adonai wanted to bring harm to humanity because we still had the divine spark with us that allowed us behind the, the Pleroma where the 30 divine beings were, like Sophia. Jove Adonai couldn't do that because he didn't have the will of the divine spark to take him there. So now humanity could go there and he couldn't. He wanted humanity to suffer. So he created humans and he made them that they might suffer under his creation. Uh, an evil demiurge created the profound world. 
everything you and me know about. That's what Jesus said. Look it up. Scholars have found it. I don't know how to find it that fast. It's like a tool you need to use today. It'll resist you probably, but Jesus said that an evil demiurge, like the Gnostics said, created all the profound world. I'm a Gnostic minister, Robert Edward Booth. And I do believe we need a new world order. I believe that there's chaos on the planet Earth. And I believe that like Karl Marx said in his theory, hypothesis, findings, whatever you label that, Karl Marx was a great man, even though they claimed he didn't work a day in his life. He created communism and socialism. He created Marxism. I don't know how many, how, how depth he was in each one of those. I mean, there's a whole study there. But you can put Karl Marx in those creations of those governments, okay? And he, and he uh, says that whenever women lose their moral values, everything degrades. Well, you know how to get that to go on? You know how to use that Ishtar or that divine side of feminine in the spirit? You know how to use that reference to that God Ishtar, the, the God of femininity or what have you? You know, that's what the Statue of Liberty represents is Ishtar overstanding over the United States. She stands for liberty and perfect feminine or something like that. Oh, harlotry, harlotry, harlotry and, and liberties. What, what the Statue of Liberty stands for when you look into the Ishtar, what she was developed off of her statue. The land of harlots, mystery Babylon, mother of harlots. I don't know that that was really ever in the writing, but if it was, it would fit. It would fit. It, it might have got ad-libbed. Who knows? John supposedly got that from an angel out on the island of, of Patmos. Do you know that? Jesus in letters of red in the Bible says, don't say you know it if you don't know it. You believe that, that's fine. This is another good part of this message. You believe that, then say that's what I believe. When you tell people, oh, I know it, you're trying to exaggerate your faith. Oh, I know it. You are distorting, and anybody influenced by you is being distorted upon. You believe that. Say you believe it. Say what you mean. Mean what you say in principle is a sound principle. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I believe that. You don't know that. You don't know that. You weren't back when John the Revelator made the book of Revelations. You don't know that. You know purportedly that's what's the said truth. By whom? By whom? By Romans. During a Roman creation of a church system that is an early Christianity and you don't even know how close or how far away it is from Jesus. But you say you serve Jesus, my king. That's who you say you're serving. You're not. And you're not walking in love. And look at this. If you work elemental magic, the use of fire element, the qualities of fire in something, there's just, I have to do a complete research on that. Earthen qualities, water qualities, what's the likeness of within this article or information or, or material thing? You use those, the elements of. So... In system, what are the Romans really doing who are known historically for using voodoo, mind you, back to the reference to Jove Adonai and the evil demiurge and the use of voodoo. And, and the, the Romans and Greeks are known to have used voodoo. You can look it up. Please do. I challenge you to look up every single thing that I tell you. So... With the degradation going to go on whenever the women use their lower lower their moral values, 
what do you do? Tell them like you've told society that if you believe on Jesus, you're forgiven for everything you'll ever do that's sinful. Why not just start with the fact that rabbinical law, look, Robert Ed Booth told you this, the one who's going to cause the death of the Christians, they say. If I cause that, then that's because nobody listens when I'm telling you this through rebuke. It's an irreproachable church system we know and run right over top of you using social threat or social uh, uh, influence or, you know, social pressure and, and push right over where irreproachable, not even being off and calling your own shout hours and stuff. And if you are, you got to go today, etc. No rebuke, no reproach. No, we know. What you do know is there's a money-making racket that's telling you you can go to hell if you're not forgiven, that you need to be forgiven. Listen to me and give me 10%. The fact is, knowledge has it that the rabbinical law says that you're not responsible for those laws at all if somebody's had their hands in them and changed them. All the Romans swear they haven't changed them. We'll prove it. Oh, I believe that. Fine, if you believe that, you won't say that. You know what you do? I know it like a real loyal church person. I know it. You completely distort that. How do you love that child you're influencing? When you say, you know, oh, they'll believe in Jesus then. They're not even getting Jesus. They're getting a Roman-created church. Maybe exploiting your ignorance, your gullibility. You know, the fact is a lot of those evangelists sit there and say, God has everything in his power to serve these words, which is Roman. You'll become... Uh, receiver of everything God can give you. Oh, I know it. Again, using the feminine energy, a lot of times that's your, your female churchy person. I don't want to attack the female, make you or break you. I promise you a lot of families are upheld by the strength of the woman in their family. I promise you. Don't let me just beat some women feminine side up. No. So to, to manipulate society, what you need is, is the right elements. Like I was talking about elemental magic. You have to be able to put the right elements, the right flow, like water quality, the right fire, which is like the, the passion you have for something. You have to use that and use that in elements. So what we need working is what? To, to get away from that law is we need to make sure it's in our hands and an X amount of people. Given conflict theory, another Karl Marx finding conflict theory, whenever you have, you know, conflict, you will have something come out of that. And and what comes out of it, you got to decide whether it's good or bad. So in this conflict theory, look what's going to go on. Hormones and, and sexual readiness and stuff that goes on. A lot of times in the aggression of the female going to be first out of the chute, like opening a horse race. She's going to be first out of the chute. What's she going to find? A way around these laws. Jesus loves me and you. Take your panties off. You are forgiven. And to get that, the man, he's got his feminine side too. Oh yeah, the man's got his feminine side. His female aggression is going to be activated within him. And he's going to say, all right, take them on all. We're forgiven. And, and to get that, he's going to need a better carriage. Back in the, I'm referring back to colonial times and stuff and European. You need a better carriage, so you need a better car, which spurs what? An economy, because now I'm making those cars to say. Then to get that girl that's going to do that when her hormones go off and all love is forgiven, you're going to need a better car. So what's really going on with that church system? They're really like leaving the gate open for sin. You're now forgiven for all of it and really... 
the first one with that conflict going on, whether it's physical, whether their body's just crying out, they're going to look around and in that conflict, something's going to come out. You don't think an intellectual female or man, if his, if his feminine side or if his aggressive level, usually spurred by the feminine in the male, and if he goes looking for it in his aggression, in his satisfaction of his lust, what he wants before what he needs, his lust, he'll take off and he'll find what it takes to figure out rabbinical law has been broken and we don't know them laws. So, okay, take your panties off. We're forgiven. We're forgiven. Once that's going on, those new automobiles will sell because the better carriage will get the better girl. Usually because, again, lust and, and lust and, and aggression are two very renowned things that come from the feminine. Lust and aggression. I'm not even pointing at girls because the feminine's in men too. Lust and aggression comes from it. So you see what I'm saying? You've got the feminine side of the male that want to be rich. His nature, just like social pressure is a non-physical force, you know, social pressure. His nature is, is to want to be like a peacock and strut himself around and have his choices, doors open, where he can have more females to choose from, where he can be seen in the end of it as a successful, very poorly defined success, a successful male. He's got the nice carriage, the nice house, the pool, the cell phones you love. He's successful. Is he? Look at both sides of that. What has he led society to? Destruction. Because now you're up each other's crawl, you're pulling every criminal thing, trying to compete to have the better carriage, so to speak, the better car, the better lifestyle. That ain't success. That's poorly defined success. That's material pursuits, and that's known, renowned for humanity. You see what I'm saying? So this conflict theory coupled with this elemental magic, coupled with this church system, allows voodoo magic spells, Jove, Adonai, and Gabriel to run through using spirits to influence mentalities and energies. Energy healing is what I do, Ray, K. energy healing. You, you influence energies and you have outcomes. If I can get this much fire started in his spirit for this type of something, then he'll go by the best carriage. So, you know, you spur it with that, and the outcome is that. You have a goal. So, like Taoism, Taoism, you know, T-A-O-I-S-M, Taoism, it'll work for the good of society for a while when you do something. You know, like if you pick up this, and this becomes a good something for your people, it'll be good for a while. But in that Taoism, that principles of spirit, uh, there's going to come a place where it starts working against you. And yes, you developed a very becoming society off that Ishtar, off of that femininity, off of that female energy. You got the male to get the nicer cars. You got the nicer buildings. You got the, the bigger wallets that are powerful that can make things happen if you come up with an idea. Those things, it helped. But in the Taoism, the, the that'll work against you at a certain point. Now you have national debt and social expectations. You have criminals running up under. You have killings. You have rapes. You have, you have extortions. You have frauds. You have everything going on, destroying your government, everything else going on so they can have this social success, you might call it. Definition, we've got more. We've got a better carriage. We've got a better home. That's good for a while till it becomes what it's become in society, which is detriment and destructive. 
humanity is failing. You're plucking everything, natural resources, abusing them to where the world is in threat that the natural resources won't replenish themselves. Once one goes, it's going to work like that ginger game where you pull one little wooden log out and the whole thing falls like a domino. The whole thing, you're going to have like the domino effect going on. You're going to lose this resource, natural resource of that one, and it's just going to environmentally destroy the planet. You can't do it. You need an order. You need a religious system that everybody follows on a daily basis. I don't care if you have to rename it. There needs to be an order. And that's what I'm doing is trying to come up with. I have like 20 kings in my bloodline. Three, four, and six of those are grandfather realm. You know what I mean, grandfather realm. King Edward I was my grandfather. But you're talking 14, 15, 17 generations ago. You know what I'm saying? Grandfather realm. So I have four and five and seven, you know, grandfather realm by the time I pick through it. But 20 kings in my bloodlines, you know, the this one is still related to me. And he was a king, you know, that type. So I have like 20 of them I can pluck through. My relatives were tied to marriage. You know, bloodlines and marriage all the way through 20 some plus. And, and I'm Robert Edward Booth. And I still have the birthmark on my right arm and my head that came from the Cain birthmark and the Merovingian kings, which were the most royal, the highest royal bloodlines that came through Europe came out of the Merovingian kings. That's where I come from. I still have the birthmark. Check out like, like your prophecy. Don't get all scared. Think everything in that is going to be true and little. And you've interpreted. Don't assume you've interpreted rightfully if i get all those christians killed at all it won't be my intent that body i'm a humanitarian i believe in helping humans i'm trying to just like jesus told you an evil demiurge created everything you and me know about and i'm trying to when i tell you voodoo's coming from jehovah and gabriel who created the two world's largest religions two of them christianity and islam and voodoo gets used by those same beings and that Sophia a being behind the Pleroma which Gnostics believe they can travel incitating and stuff behind and that's the the divine being with humanity to do that but it's not with Jehovah Adonai to do that and he has hate for humans despised wants them to suffer and that's why he's created this profound world that we deal with there is a way to develop a system that while you're going through oh jesus supposedly said we are passers by we are passing through passing through this realm and dimension passing through this realm and dimension of things we are light beings we have the likeness of a light within us remember that and that karma doesn't have karma the energy the response but how your behaviors and your actions the karmatic response that comes from those and ever how much condemnation you assume when you do certain things doesn't have a time limit. Does not. Sure, you can take up a faith healing like a placebo medication and believe on this faith healing that you are forgiven and that because you are forgiven, like the placebo medicine made your knee start feeling better and it wasn't really a drug at all, you have a faith healing. And that's what they're doing and what you call priestcraft out of the pulpits. Go on through and destroy this place. You're forgiven. 
Matter of fact, they don't know the laws are still intact. And rabbinical law, like I was telling you about, has that you're not responsible for those laws if they've been touched. You, you can't just assume Rome has not touched them. Prove it. Prove it. If you cannot prove that you are forgiven from all those laws, you don't even need this church called Christianity giving you this faith healing for these laws you've broken. You do not. Not if those laws have been broken or cannot be provably intact. So that's the whole hocus-pocus church, like Thomas Jefferson said, coming forth with priestcraft. And that's one of your biggest destructive forces, because like that taking your panties off thing, conflict theory, when hormones get in action, you can bet she or him, the feminine side of him, the aggressive and the lustful side, will find in conflict with their hormones how to get through it. What will come out of it will be, we're forgiven in Jesus' name. Don't even bring my king's name into it if that's what you're doing. Don't even bring his name into it. If you're going to be forgiven for it, go and assume that rabbinical law has been broken and you don't have those laws. And if you believe you should be doing that, then be doing that. If you believe that ain't going to serve destruction of humanity eventually, that's where the condemnation lies. What you brought forth in your actions, have you served destruction? Have you served life and light to resist destruction? That's what I mean to help you do in an apocalyptic group at threeoaks1.com that you might be spared by the divine, the divine spirit that knows all things and knows what you're really here for and mean to do in, re in reverence of that divine spirit, which you refer to as God. I choose not to. There's an occult level that goes on there. Jehovah Adonai in a witchery-like effect in the occult, applying the occult. He's tying his name to God, and you're doing it through Christianity because you love Jesus. Jesus said an evil demiurge created everything that we know about, just like the Gnostics who let you know Sophia, one of the divine beings behind this pleroma, created Jehovah Adonai who despises humanity because we have that divine spark, that the divine inspires us and empowers us to get behind that pleroma if we use the right meditations and, and, and develop system to do it when Jehovah Adonai cannot. Jehovah Adonai despises humans because of that and developed an, an evil creation that he can do what he can to humans. So he's got his church systems and stuff. If you want to call him God, that's your business. I do not. I worship the most sovereign one. That's the divine spirit, the monad is what the Gnostics would call it, the monad. That's who I worship. Un, uninhibited worship of the divine. The divine that created all things. There was nothing created before the divine, the monad. You can't just say this trinity that Roman Romans created the trinity. That Jesus was God and that God is the spirit. Holy crap. The Islamics will teach you that Gabriel influenced that there's no way to contain the divine in one body. Well, Christianity completely contends that in, in, in their faith. Oh, I know it. No, that's your faith. That's what you believe. You don't know it. That's what your faith. That's what they teach you. That's what makes a good churchy person. That's what makes you receive the money because God has everything at his disposal, being the divine creator. You know, and, and then they correlate God, the name, to Jehovah Adonai, who is called God, until an occult level goes on. Because in my college, I learned that if you know the name of a God, 
you become more receptive of his energy. You tie yourself to him. Just like a lock of hair and a witch ties me to you if I'm a witch. I can focus on your energy better holding that lock of hair. Well, if you know the name of a God, you receive better from that God. Now, now, Jehovah Adonai wants to be seen as God. You know, as God, as he was the divine spirit himself. He is not. He is evil, an evil demiurge. You worship that, that's your mistake. But when I try to say the most sovereign one, I say that because I don't want to connect like that lock of hair to Jehovah Adonai, who is now, by X amount of energy, God. Oh, yeah, I might say to some Asian somewhere that doesn't believe on Christianity, God, and they might know what I mean, and it might not mean Jehovah Adonai. That means the divine. But this amount in elemental magic, this amount of earth and flesh, this amount of psychic energy, looking at the five parts of the pentagram, where you've got the psychic side of things, you've got the earth, the fire, the water, you know, the air, and you've got those elements in elemental magic. So when you look at that, you've got this percentage of earthen, this amount of flesh, mind of earthen quality, this amount of spirit energy, and the Christianity, which is now like one third of the planet, that when you say God, you mean Jehovah Adonai, which is the Trinity. So I don't say it. I say the most sovereign one, the monad, or something like the most sovereign one. Just get me past tying like that lock of hair to Jehovah Adonai as God. He has subverted the situation by doing that, applying occult techniques and tying you to him in reference to God. That's wrong. It's, it's inhibiting your worship of the sovereign spirit, the divine. I'm here. I'm Robert Edward Booth, and I am said to cause the death of two-thirds of Christianity. If I do, it's not my goal. You're not listening. You're beyond reproach. You're running out the goats out of the gate. You've opened the gate. One goat out, two goats out, three. This much of worldly influence where the other man has to get the nice carriage, who has to have the nice home. This amount of the world is affected. One third of humanity is affected by this religion. And now the panties can come off, the carriage can be got, the crooked move can be made, the fraud, etc. As long as they believe in Jesus, they're forgiven. Ultimately, you don't even need none of that because the rabbinical laws are broken. You don't really know what Job had tonight as God, standing in as God, giving concurrent material that will agree with the divine spirit enough to where he can subvert the situation. I'm Robert Edward Booth. I mean to tell you the truth. I mean to enlighten you. The Son of God. So much light comes forth from you. You are the Son of God. I'll see it at Robert Booth, Robert Edward Booth's website, Three Oaks One. Spell it Three Oaks and then put the numeral one.com. See you there. Peace to you and peace profound.